Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are not talking about Batman. Batman. The enemy within? Not Batman. Yeah, that's right. That sounds right. We said we were going to. We've got to stop doing this. We do. We maybe just need to like either stick to what we say yeah. or just stop saying it altogether. We probably just need to stop saying it. Like whenever things are going to take that much time, we just yeah. need to stop saying it. Well, well even then, the movie thing. I don't know, man. I want to tell people what's going on. I know. Me too. But like also the other thing is like at this point, like I do feel like I was very skeptical about whether or not you I, were. Was, I was going to be able to get the time to play that I game. I was more, more optimistic than you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, I think like that in that case, whenever the season of life is just insane, like we, you know, that may be the time to maybe not quite go hard in and be like, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, but what we are going to talk about is Star Wars later. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good Star Wars discussion? That's right. Um, talk about the new name of the Han Solo movie. Maybe uh, talk about the uh, the closure of... EA's Visceral Studios, which Maybe. is changing the uh, uh, the Star Wars game they were working on. We'll just talk about the franchise as a whole. Yeah. Where it's at, where it stands, what we think. Yeah. All of those things. Yep. Um, Maybe tell the story of uh, of getting tickets. We didn't talk about that last oh, week. Oh, we didn't talk about that last week. Yeah. So um, anyway, Another well, thing that mm. is uh, is exciting, Rebels, the final season of Rebels has begun. What? Yeah. The final season of Rebels has begun. You sure? I'm positive. The first two episodes are out. I haven't seen it on my DVR. Um, maybe your DVR is wrong because they're in the app. I hope it's not wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure like that happened because I think they're avail- they were available on iTunes whenever I was in the Apple Store the Star other day. Star Wars Rebels. I was looking at the uh, I was I was checking out the old while I was waiting to four. get get my phone serviced. Yeah, October 16th. I was checking out the old uh, the old Apple TV 4K. Well, that's not good, John. Yeah, I know. You must have missed it. I'm gonna have to double check that when I get home. Yeah, but I mean, like, I just haven't had the had the chance to watch it because I think it was this past Saturday, so it was like literally four days ago or something like that. So we can talk about that too. Yeah, because uh, this is the final season. What are they gonna do after this? Who knows, man? I have my thoughts. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm. So we'll talk about that later. But first, what have you been up to this week? So this week, we are in a new place, a new studio. Yeah. It's uh, you're across the room from me. I'm sitting in the guest couch. Yeah, like, it's pretty great. Like I need this microphone to be closer to my face. Just a little bit closer. Yeah. Or like a lot closer. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's better. That's better, Chris. Get those. Get those listeners. Like, oh, it's tipping. It's like it's like tipping over to the side, and you're having to slouch over. This is this is very comical on the. Uh, well, this couch is not made for like proper. Sitting. sitting. I also feel like you're missing a cushion. I think that there's an additional cushion that's supposed to go behind there your back. Is. You're and right. I think it's in the other room somewhere behind some bookcases. I was bookcases. thinking that was pretty far back. I mean, it's like a it's like a slouch couch, you yeah. know. I feel feel How like do our guests get anything done. I also hear hear weird ring over here. Check. 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 Yeah, I think it's that. Oh, it's the it's the I'm, lamp. I'm definitely hearing the metal from the lamp make a what? weird noise. Okay, I'm gonna I'm come gonna over, move over the here, lamp. Come over here and listen. Yeah, it's hitting. Check. Check. Oh yeah. It, yeah, like it like rings for a second. Yeah. Let's see if I can move this away and will that work? Check. 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 It's better. 
Well, now I hear other things. I know. There's other, other things reverberating Yeah. Around. This is a weird little cubby hole here. <laughs> well, the thing, like, so whenever we fill up this room with bookcases and that sort of thing, it will probably take care of the majority of any weird yeah. rings or whatever. That's good. I feel like it's very darker over there now that I've moved the lamp it's, away. Because uh, it's bothering my right ear over here. That's, I mean, if, if it, I, I don't know, Chris. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It would bother my right ear, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but I'm over on this side of the so room. Yeah, I can't hear you. You moved. I helped you move. Yeah. Um, Pinion's helped me move. Pinion's helped you move. I really haven't had. Uh, I've also been decorating for my Halloween party this weekend. That's right. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. So it's, it's tonight if you're listening to this on Friday. Yeah. Um, and so literally, I have not done hardly anything. Like I started watching. Uh, I've watched the first few episodes of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nice. I have as well. Um, so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that, this show only gets better. Yeah, I feel like continuously that show, um, like, I thought in for season one, I thought that maybe they would, like, run out of things to do or, right. like, whatever, but it is just developed, and it's, like, it's just different things now, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Well, it's so, just, and it's just as good, like... Right. You, like, that's the thing about... I think people dismiss... Brooklyn Nine-Nine because of Andy Samberg. And while it is his style of comedy, it's not the same jokes over and over again. Right. You know? Well, I mean, it's a character-based uh, comedy as well. So, like, you just take those characters and you put them into a different situation. Right. And it'll still be funny. Right. But it'll be different because the situation is different. And they different. continually do that. They find different right. ways and different things for them to do. And what's, like, uh, you know, compare that to something like The Big Bang Theory. What's different from that is, like, you know, The Big Bang Theory does use a lot of the same jokes, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, you know, well, Sheldon's particular about his spot. How many, you know, like episodes have we dealt with that, you know, and on down the line, you know, um, whereas I don't feel like Brooklyn nine, nine really, uh, gets stuck in a rut like that. That's true. And I feel like it's, it's maybe cause like being self-referential is like, there's a balance to be had there yeah. where it's like, whenever you reference your own jokes or your own show and that sort of thing, it can be funny. Like it can be like yeah. a, a few times or like if it's a new twist on it or like whatever. But, uh, but there is like a, 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 a fine line to walk on now, that. New girl hasn't started yet. Right. Uh, I don't believe so. No, um, I, it hasn't popped up on Hulu before. Yet, so. it, like I think cause usually it comes on. Is it before Brooklyn nine nine or after? I don't know. Last year, it kind of varied. The Mick is back, and it's before Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I really enjoy. That season one was great. I haven't watched um, that at took, all. It took a couple episodes to get um, their footing. Give me and the uh, give me the elevator pitch for that because I have no Mick. idea what that is. So it's um, Caitlin Olsen from It's Always Sunny. Cool. And um, the, in the the first like ten minutes of the first episode, uh, you get introduced to her. She's kind of this down and out person. She has this boyfriend. Um, she goes to uh, visit her sister, who has um, three, yeah, three kids. Um, and uh, while she is there at this like uh, this birthday party, uh, the FBI shows up and um, arrests her sister and uh, her uh, her sister's husband for Interesting. like uh, tax evasion or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and so like, so now she's in charge of these yeah, kids. Yeah, like her sister, yeah, cool. you know, like, hey, keep, keep, you know, take care of the kids. And uh, so she's stuck with with the kids. You know, she is like not used to having money. I was about to they, say that sounds like, like a good classic like 
fish out of water type yeah. of a comedy, and I like those a yeah. lot. So. Well, I mean, you know, so, so she's she's single. All of a sudden, now she has these responsibilities. Like she didn't have a job, and like now she's having to like you know deal with well, well the, all these kids have all this money. Like it's a complete like yeah fish out of water scenario. That's fun, and, and I think like it took a couple a few episodes for them to um, get away from the same kind of comedy that they put her in in uh it's always sunny interesting like i think i feel like the writers like definitely wrote this um show for her and so i think they kind of like kind of shoehorned her into a role where it was like this is basically just d in this scenario yeah but as the uh once we got like you know, three or four episodes in, it was like, okay, this is this character. This is how it differs. This is actually interesting, like in, in a different way now. Yeah, because it was. I mean, it's still funny right off the bat, right? Because I, I, I think Dee's character is great, and right. Caitlin Olsen's really funny. And like one of the things I like about her, um, is that she does physical comedy really, really well. Yeah, like e- even on even on you know like. Uh, male-dominated comedies or, like, with male leads, they don't do necessarily physical comedy great all the time. Right. But I definitely don't see it a lot in, from female leads in in, uh, in comedies. And she, she does that, and it's always sunny, but, like, they kind of take it to the to the next level with the mick. Cool. You know, and so it's a lot of fun. Cool. Well, I mean, in, in, in this situation, she wouldn't necessarily have to, you know, share storylines or, like, time with a lot of the other it's always right. sunny characters because they were all kind of oh, like yeah, always yeah. on equal footing and stuff so yeah. you know well and you know like so i feel like they could double down on the things that she's like really good at so the, i feel like that's cool the thing you know like the thing that i i think you know like they're supportive of her in that as well like they uh postponed the next season of it's always sunny so she could film this season cool season two of the mick dude it's always sunny how many seasons has that been going it's almost uh let me look like what is I that think, like 11 I think or 12 i think they're renewed through 12 seasons that's nuts man that blows my mind <laughs> i know that's the thing, like that's a, that's a show that I haven't like I have caught episodes here and there, and it's always funny and stuff. But I like I have never gotten into it, and it's like now I'm like that is a daunting task of like you know twelve seasons. Oh or man, whatever, they're renewed so. through fourteen. Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, the it's always sunny. Um, I think like I, I like it the story of it. You know, where it's like, hey, you know, we're just gonna make this. They you know they they filmed this thing themselves, you know, and wrote it themselves right off the bat. And I think. Uh, um, if you can search for Charlie Day did a commencement speech um, a couple years ago, and uh, he basically like talked about um, the process of of starting that show, and it's it's really this inspiring thing, you know, where he's like, you know, just don't give up on your dreams, just go at it, you know, if if you believe in something, do it, you know, and and like uh, kitten mittens, like kitten mittens, yeah, but you know, like they filmed this thing themselves, they wrote it themselves, no one told them, like. Everyone said it's not going to work, and now it's one of the longest-running comedies on television, and uh, or the longest-running comedy. I can't I remember it, one. I of think the two. It, with the fourteen seasons, at the very least, it will be. Yeah, and which is which is you know it, it's just mind blowing. This wild uh, that you know you just get your friends together and shoot this pilot, and you know then it becomes one of the most popular uh, uh, comedies on television. Well, and it's not like it, it, you think about like. The big shows like, you know, uh, Big Bang Theory or even like Seinfeld, whenever it was it was yeah. on and that's where there are uh, 30 Rock or whatever. Like they're all on like the main networks. Like, right. And whereas like. And, even, and they're creations of the network as right. well. And it's always sunny is like it's totally the not that, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. And I, I definitely think like as the 
the show has definitely changed and the characters have grown and like they start they've started doing things that I like that you expect from things like South Park where it's like you know around the same time that what was funny is like they're they're kind of on culture without being on culture like so around the same time Birdman came out you know that's all one shot quote unquote you know it's made to look like one right, shot right, right. they came out with the, that episode there's an episode about Charlie it's called Charlie work and it's all one shot you know like but it wasn't they didn't like relate it to Birdman it was like they were basing it off of something else but like you know like just happened to happen around the same time and that's stuff really like that. fun and, um, they've done you know a couple like kind of how uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is right now where they're like uh, year over year they'll bring the same kind of like episode back did you watch this most recent one yeah. This week. Yeah. So they're like, um, uh, they're trying to, was, has it always been a belt? There's anyway, they're trying to, uh, uh, see who can be like the one who holds this item at the end of the day. And they're the best, you know, detective or human or whatever. You right. Know, like, and they've done that like what, three times now maybe. Yeah. Um, whereas, okay. So now, now it's always sunny. They bring back things like that every couple seasons and you're like, Oh, this is <laughs> the same cool. thing, you know, back here. And, well, uh, and then like Brooklyn Nine Nine, well, they'll do something where like at the somehow they find a way to like pass passage of time during the summer, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Where oh, yeah. like some character will like go undercover, or some character will do like whatever, and so like every season, I'm just kind of like, well, what's it gonna be this time, <laughs> right. you know? And then for the first like two episodes of the new season, they're, they're like de- basically dealing with and, and getting back out of that situation, whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean, I was like the one thing that does turn people off from It's Always Sunny is that like the characters, especially right off the bat, like they they're pretty terrible people. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, these, these aren't, you know, the most upstanding citizens, but they start to, you know, you, they start to become endearing and you understand their motivations and kind of what they're doing. And like, you know, right. Like, at least right now, they don't just do things just to do them, you know, anymore. Really like it, there's uh, reasons why they do the things that they do. What's funny mm-hmm. is it just kind of seems like it's, and that sometimes they try to explain it and sometimes they don't like, there's never buddy any, there's never anybody in Patty's pub. They don't make money. I don't know how in the world they exist <laughs> in the show, in the world of the show. It's awesome. Man, how did we get on this topic? I have no idea, but it was great. So we were talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I was, and I was also saying, uh, so that, um, I, uh, we just finished the, uh, the most recent season of Silicon Valley. Nice. Hilarious. Um, they continually like have, have raised the bar. Um, I don't think any one single episode or end of a season can match the end of the first season, but um, they've done a good job of uh, of continually creating a show that feels um, feels new and fresh every season, like they're doing something different. Yeah. Without without feeling like they're just spinning their wheels, you know. Yeah. Well, they've so, had like people leave that show as well, so like it's gonna be yeah, different. Yeah, no matter one, one what. of the main characters, like after the first season or during the first season, I don't know, I can't remember, died, um, or maybe it was during the second season, uh, and so they had to like deal with that. I mean, they still talk about Peter Gregory, the character, you know, and yeah, uh, so they had to deal with that. I think T.J. Miller is leaving after this season, right? Um, and so, you know, they've. So by just by its very nature, it has yeah. to change. It has well, to be different. Well, and you would think like the thing is like the, the the it's it's interesting that the way that they kind of the main conceit stays the same, where it's like okay, these are up and coming you know uh, software developers, uh, and uh, they never like so far at least 
spoilers, they <laughs> they never really make it. So like they're always in the same like kind of status quo where like you know we're trying to get VC funding and we're trying to you know you know build this app and we're trying to figure out how to do this and do this. You know, it's like and mm-hmm. you would think that that would get old after like four seasons, but it doesn't. And that's what's interesting about it because like and they find new ways. It's not like well here we build this app and then then let's get knocked down. That's not what happens, but. You know, like it's really interesting the way that that ends up working. It's it's the uh, it's the kind of like developing soap opera ness of like something like Mad Men too. Like Mad Men was kind of the same way where it's like oh it's kind of like you have the same sort of situations and oh it's just a different ad agency it's a different you know group of these people but it's like it never becomes super like it never becomes boring or stale yeah. you know it's just like we're we always have the same goal but right yeah yeah so anyway um, other than that I uh, we've. Uh, finished some Iron Banner. Yeah, dude. I got a cloak that I wanted. I got the entire Iron Banner set. I think I got incredibly Which lucky. You're the only one in our clan who did. Yeah, I'm really, really lucky because, like, uh, of the turn-ins, like, you can see how many uh, how many things that you turned in or whatever. Yeah. I think I I, well, hadn't, I I turned in, like, half as many as Aaron. I turned in uh, almost as, I think, about as many, as same me. number as me, you. Yeah. Um, I really don't think I turned in did any you do? Anymore. Did you play every day, though? I did. I did all the challenges every single and, day. And that that was what I thought maybe it was because I played three days and I got three pieces of armor. Mm. Um, sure, I turned in a bunch of tokens and stuff, but it was all on those three days rather yeah. than every day. Mm. And I thought like, well, maybe there's like a increased chance of getting a drop for your first couple drops of the day or something like maybe? that. Maybe. Because I also like at the at, – like so you have the the helmet, the chest, the arms, the legs, and the like – class, class item. item yeah and so it's five things yeah. and i got the chest four times oh gosh so Wait, i was on just, top of having everything yeah, else john yeah. how in i the dismantled world? like four like what? three different chests and so like yeah oh I, gosh, I got dude. really what in the heck? really lucky i i have no idea the uh that's insane the destiny was smiling upon me that's crazy all right well um so the, the but other than that that's really all i've been up to i haven't yeah. really played anything else or yeah i didn't else. really have a ton of time for anything else um the only thing i mean i, I even didn't even play switch like i anticipated being like oh you know with the move and stuff like oh i can play some switch or whatever but i haven't even played any of that yeah. i uh i want to dive back into i'm i'm on in uh mario plus rabbits i'm in the halloween nice. world oh that's cool and so i feel like i really want to dive back yeah. into that this week so maybe i'll get a chance to uh to take to i'm i'm really like that. honestly uh, i mean it's it's i really i always enjoy it every year but i'm really looking forward to our halloween party being over tomorrow um, so I can stop thinking about it and <laughs> dealing with it. Our, uh, our house is a veritable playground right now of Halloween. I bet your cats are loving it. They're, so we, uh, had to shut them in our bedroom last night. Normally they have the free run of the house. Mm. So we brought like some of their toys and stuff in the bedroom and man, they were loud. Like <laughs> they were, they were playing around all night. Active. You know. Active, yeah. Sometimes, you know, like wrestling and stuff. It was, uh, I'm glad when I get them back out of my room. <laughs> get, it, your, get your sleep. The thing in. was, the last time we did this was, or we had to do this, was uh, whenever we first got them, but they were separated. So it was only right. one in our room. Right. So they weren't like playing with each other. Yeah. Now they're playing with each other and they just like amp each other up. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, even if one is sleepy, the other one will get it going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just like, all night long, man. Well, and Boomer also like resists sleep. Uh, any chance, like whenever she gets starts getting tired, she gets like crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. and they both they both do. They like when they are tired. Um, so like uh, anymore because they're older, 
they they will they'll fall asleep. But if they're around each other, this is the thing. Like you know, Gizmo can be just like flat out just falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And if Boomer has a ton of energy, he, like she'll get him playing with them. Her so same way, saying like opposite. Like so they'll they'll and and they'll they'll basically take each other to this just state of exhaustion yeah. where they both have to sleep. Yeah. But like in that process, they're just like both going crazy. That's that's funny because one of them is d- like tired and trying to play. Right. Right. <laughs> that's really funny man that's really funny i I've mean been, i've been doing way too much talking this episode dude that's okay that's totally fine because the other side of this is like i am exhausted from okay. everything so All right. literally so the studio you see before you yeah it didn't exist like whenever you called me and were like hey you want where do you want or you texted me you were like hey where do you want to eat yeah i was literally to the point where i was like maybe <laughs> gonna be able to hit like boot up my computer like i just turned on the power <laughs> to amazing. uh to the rig and everything so it's like this room, like I had anticipated, maybe putting up this room on uh, Tuesday, yeah. but man, it just didn't didn't happen. Like we yeah. had to like clean up the old place and get over here, and like there was it was it's so been are you like, out of your old house now. Yeah, completely turned in the keys. It's done. Okay. Like never going back. Not going back. Um, How did that uh, GoPro footage turn so out? So the GoPro footage looks really good. I got one full like great looking sunset. Nice. Um, and I got like I think I got uh, every ten seconds uh, on in the sunset. Oh, cool. Um, but then I also got like two days three days worth of footage Dang, um dude. of every minute how much uh, space is that taken up i don't know like the, the, oh, is the, it still uh, on the card it's it's still on the card like i haven't, oh, okay. I haven't transferred it off but can it had watch, like can you watch it in the on the gopro yeah you can watch it on the gopro okay. it's really slow like the the 10 second one was like super slow but it was like hey you could watch and make sure that it actually got it so okay. but it looks really really nice um but i was happy because i also got like three days worth of like just out the uh the upper window yeah and for awesome. the for the listeners i guess like i used to the old house was up on top of this big hill and you could see like the entire area from the top of the thing you could see yeah. all the way to like downtown nashville and yeah. that sort of thing so um we actually watched the fireworks from our bedroom uh on july 4th uh the That's downtown awesome. fireworks which was awesome um but yeah dude the uh the gopro footage looks great i'll have to like get it get it off of there put it all together that sort of thing yeah. so it's awesome yeah all right, so later on we're talking about some Star Wars. That's right. But first... The news! The news! The news, Chris. The news. The news. All right, so I'm trying to figure out what news we had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of this, I can't remember where I saw it. Okay. So... But you just have a list of the news, and we'll I'm talk sorry. about it. That's okay. I probably should have found the sources for this. I mean... You know, those those college citations, Chris, you got that history degree. You yeah. know how important those citations are. They are very important. So, um, Xbox One X comes out in, what, two weeks? Yeah. And so yep. you only have two weeks to find and buy a 4K HDR television, Chris. Yeah. How you feeling? I feel like that's the next big thing. I feel like you have the Halloween party tomorrow, and then it should be this. This is the thing. This is, I'll tell you how I've been feeling. Okay. This year has flown by. I've been meaning to buy this TV all year. This is true. It's now October. You've had the. You've literally had like a large portion of the money like for it. Many in others. Your possession. Many others would have buckled under the <laughs> the weight. Of not buying this. Well, but also, like, <laughs> not just not buying it, Chris, but yeah. looking at the TV that you have. Oh, yeah. 
I like hate it. Like, it is I, slowly dying. Like, uh, it is dying a slow and painful death. I was telling Dee Dee the other day, I think she said something like, why, how come we, how come we haven't had any, we haven't, or no, she just made a comment, you haven't had anybody over to, uh, like, watch a movie or watch TV in a while. I was like, yeah, because I hate our television. I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> I mean, it is a disgrace. What's really funny. Anyone who loves video. Whenever we were playing Destiny, there was the one time where it was oh, like, I, Chris, I why are you running out there? Yeah. It's because you can't see the mini-map. I still can't see it. It's really funny. I can't, I like, I can tell where it's at. I just can't tell where the red is. You're going to get so much better as soon as you get a new television. You're going to get so much better at multiplayer I can't games. see that. I can't, I can barely see, you know, like in Destiny, whenever it switches, um, uh, like uh, damage types, mm-hmm. so from solar to void, arc yeah. down in the lower left hand corner. Yeah, can't really see that oh either. Oh my goodness! I can see whenever it says, um, I can see like the last O and R of solar. Oh boy! And um, I can't remember <laughs> if I can see void or R. like I, I just figured out by what I, like I figured it out. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's even harder. You know, like the the challenges. Mm-hmm. Or the no the milestones. Sorry, That's right, it is. they're all over there on the left. Yep. So like, it's so you hard. have no idea what your milestones are. I can tell or what challenges. the milestones are. I just can't see the percentage well. That's I'm like, really. Is funny. that an eight or a six? Oh, Chris, I don't know. Chris. I'm just gonna keep playing. Two more weeks though. You've got to have it. Otherwise, you're hooking yeah. up your Xbox One X to this television. Oh, I know, and that's just a disgrace. That feels sad, man. I like mean, I would very be very sad. sad if you didn't have the uh, the, the th- television by then. Part of me, part of me was like. Chris, you could wait, you know, for Black Friday. And I was like, no, I could not. Because I don't want to deal with the Black Friday. Well, I mean, <laughs> trying like, to buy a TV also, on Black Friday. I mean, I realized, like, okay, so HD or 4K TVs are getting super, super cheap now. Like, they're yeah. getting way down there in price. Like, you can get yeah. a really good one for, like, you know, 600, 800 bucks, whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's like that's, that's like normal television. That's what I probably purchased my 1080 television for, yeah. like, four years ago. So yeah. it's like it's like in the normal range, whereas like a year ago, two years ago, even like they were in the like, ooh, that's kind of like a boutique kind of a thing. Like, right. oh, it's like it's it's above like twelve hundred bucks or whatever. Like that feels really really expensive, despite the fact that you're gonna get years and years and years and years and years out of out of this thing. Um, but now that they're so inexpensive, Chris, I feel like the Black Friday deals. Like this is the first year where it would be like, oh, a gaming. 4K television could potentially be in the uh, Black Friday deals, where every other time it's like, well, if there's a 4K TV, I guarantee it's not going to be the best one for gaming, like with a input lag or like thing. whatever. This but this thing. year, maybe. Do you want to go fight off the throngs of people on Black Friday to get this television? I would do it with you. I would. I would go. Well, I know you would. I don't. I would, want I would to. do it, man. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Going and buying DVDs at, at Best Buy is one thing. Yeah. Well. And, and, Every year, it gets earlier and earlier when the stores open. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's probably on Thanksgiving, yeah. th- Thursday, on Thanksgiving at like 7. And like we always avoid going on Thanksgiving. It's usually like, okay, it's midnight. Let's now go. we can hit the stores. Um, but the, this whole business of like 7 p.m. on on the actual day of Thanksgiving, I'm like, no, thank no. you. No, I don't Not want to encourage this. Not worth it. <laughs> Not worth it. Um, so yeah, so that's the update. Oh, the, sorry, the update. Um, so they're like, uh, people have started doing like graphical comparisons and stuff like that. And so as the tech specs would indicate, the Xbox one X looks better than the PS4 pro. It's like two teraflops. Shadow of war looks better than PS4 pro. Um, this is the part that I can't remember where I, I saw it. 
at at some point recently in the past couple months, one of the Sony executives was talking about how, yes, the tech specs for the Xbox One X may look better on paper, but whenever you, you know, if you do a side-by-side comparison, uh, they, uh, you, you won't be able to identify the difference or tell the difference between the two. And I'm kind of like, why are we even having this conversation? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get, the, like, you're, tr- you're making up stuff, like, that people can disprove. Like, you're saying things that are easily disproven. I mean, yes, but at the same time, I like partially they have to, and then right now, currently, like I feel like the people who potentially you know put, put up the money for a uh, PS4 Pro or whatever, like they don't want to look at them and be like, well, you should have waited for this thing, you know, well, or no. whatever, you know. No, they. Don't, I mean, but but just be honest about your product, uh, and I'm sure some like this is the thing they're going to use things like Destiny, and and say, hey, look, it looks just as good. as on PS4 Pro as it does on Xbox One X. Even though I am, like, I would bet money, and we've talked about this before, I would bet mm-hmm. money on the fact that they have in their deal with Activision and or Bungie that their game cannot look better on any other console. Yeah, or, like, that's it why necessarily, it might be a thing of, like, performance. That's why on the Xbox One X... It's not going to run at sixty frames a second, even I, though it could. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Because like I think there was something else where I was like, oh, I don't know if it actually could because of the way that uh, Destiny's engine, like it's a, it's kind of a processor. It's going to be sixty frames a second on PC, right? But not on like necessarily lower end PCs. This isn't um, a lower end PC. I don't know. I, I feel like it might be a little bit more complicated than that. But I don't think it's complicated at all. It. I wouldn't surprise me if that deal is in place, though. Like, that it couldn't perform better on the competitor or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of games that have that deal, whereas, like, uh, Shadow of War, like... Uh, I don't think anyone... No one openly has a deal like that. No, no, not up in the public. But, I mean, like, the, uh, PS4 has... Uh, Sony has, deal like, marketing deals with a lot of different yeah, games yeah. right now. Um, and whereas, like, Mortar... Uh, Shadow of War, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. What is that game called, Chris? It's, it's not Lord of the Rings, but it's 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 called it's, it's called a uh, why because it's something colon Shadow it. of War. Yeah, it's it's um. Oh, oh my, my gosh, goodness, John. dude, I'm losing my brain. Anyway, that game is a has a marketing deal. Like there's a uh, like with with Xbox. Um, at the end of some of their commercials, it's like oh you know an Xbox, and so like that one doesn't have the constraints of being a, a PS4 Pro or Middle PS4. Shadow of War. There it is. Um. But it doesn't have the constraints of being a Sony kind of marketed title, um, and also doesn't you know there's benefits to to being a Sony marketed title. But a lot of those deals were struck early on in the the generation, and uh, whenever both consoles were kind of even. Whereas now there's definitely a standout performance wise. Um, so we'll yeah. see. I'm Euro, excited to Euro see. Gamer's quote is Xbox One Shadow, Xbox One X Shadow of War shows profound improvements over PS4 Pro. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited to see what what this all happens, like how this all shakes out. Because like the other side, it will be pretty pretty obvious if every single um, non Sony marketed game looks really really what better on the Xbox One X, whereas the Sony marketed games look about the same, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I feel like it'll be fairly obvious, like what what kind of uh, deals have been made. Whenever that's all said and done, I'm excited so. for this. This isn't one of those like um, 
you remember whenever I was all excited about PSVR? Right. And I ended up backing out. Yeah. Because there was no reason to buy it. Even there's still no reason to buy it. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's no so reason much. to buy that. Yeah. Bums me out. Yeah. Um, there is, like, so v, on the VR front, Oculus, like, released the, uh, at their, like, whatever their conference was, that they're going to come out with, like, a $200 uh, model of Oculus where you don't need a PC to run it. I have no idea what the tech specs on it are, but, like, that's a that's an entry-level VR kind of situation. Well, that's, that's genius if they did because that's less than... PSVR, which actually, um, I can't, man, I should have saved these articles. Uh, there was something recently I saw where uh, Sony's going to come out with a, an updated version, basically, right. of the PSVR. Yeah, like with the uh, with a more better cable management and things like that. Yeah, so. better cable management. I think, uh, you know, like better, like if, I think they're using an OLED screen or something like that. Like mm. somehow the screen's different. Interesting. Um, and I think it's lighter cool. somehow. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. So, but, but that's the thing. Like, okay, cool. Your tech's getting better. Yeah. I still need games. Right. Well, I mean, and then Oculus also announced uh, their partnership with Respawn, uh, the makers of Titanfall and uh, people who were ex uh, Call of Duty. Ex, uh, I feel bad about Respawn. I mean, I feel feel weird about it, but they're working on a Star Wars game, which we can talk about a little <gasps> bit like uh, later. Um, but I, like, I just, I just wish that I just wish that Titanfall had performed better. Agreed. Both versions of it. Agreed. Um, but then again, like they've uh, they've they've been supporting it. They've been keeping up with it. That sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know if that like what if that has uh, is any indicator of how well they're doing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they're partnering with Oculus to do a uh, first person uh, shooter game for Oculus. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I think it's supposed to come out in like 2019. So it's no time soon. Yeah. Um, but that that was an interesting partnership. Kind of a cool one um, on the VR front. But yeah, so you were saying this is not like the the VR in some way? The oh, no, no. Like, I'm excited about this. There's no there's no reason to not be excited about this. Is this for you like, is it similar to whenever the Xbox One launched? Like, does it feel like that? Does it feel like a brand new console launch? No. Or does it feel kind of just like, oh, you know, the incremental thing? Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely feels like the incremental thing. It doesn't feel like a new, new console launch. I definitely wouldn't be getting this if I wasn't currently in the market for a 4k television. Um, but like if I'm going to have a 4k TV, yeah, then it is worth it to me to upgrade my Xbox one in order to play HDR 4k capable games and movies mm. on my television. The one thing I do need to find out about is like, do I need like a new, do I need a new satellite TV box? Ooh. I mean, maybe for HDR. I mean, potentially for HDR. Because, like, it depends on what the uh, depends on what the port is, like, which yeah. uh, HDMI port is. Like, because I think version – I think it's either version 2.0 has the uh, HDR support, like, or can have, like, that much data flowing through it, um, whereas the 1.5 or whatever it was before um, can't, which is why – Sony was able to retroactively patch in uh, HDR support for the normal PS4s, um, whereas Xbox had to come out with the Xbox One S in order to because like they used a Xbox on a, a one point HDMI one point five on all of the Xbox Ones, where Sony chose on the PS4 to use the two point uh, HDMI. So super in the weeds with all the technical stuff there, and I have no idea why I know that, but I know it. Yeah, I'm excited. Pumped up, man. Excited to look at everything real cool. Was that is that is was that all the news? Sure. <laughs> That's the news. 
not really all the news, John. What? We have Star Wars news we haven't talked about. Oh, I didn't think that was all the news. Like we talked about some things earlier. No, I but like, I, I but I wanted to include in the Star Wars stuff. Okay, I see. I get so, it. I get it. Where do you want to start with this, Chris? I'm gonna start right off the bat with the, the stupid news. The Han Solo movie has a name, John. It has a name. It's is called... it gonna be, dude? Is it? It's gotta be something ridiculously epic, right? Because as for for a you know like a smuggler like Han Solo and who has an amazing sidekick uh, named Chewbacca. I mean, and they run around with a dude named Lando Calrissian. This has got to be one of the coolest titles to a movie ever, right? Wrong. Wow, hit me with it then. What is this? Solo, a Star Wars story. (sighs) So, initially, whenever... whenever I I think... (laughs) Han would have been a better one, even potentially. Like so, Solo. It's it, there's like a double meaning there. Like, is that what they're going for? I don't <laughs> like, know. I mean, is it is it the like? Oh, he's he's on well, his. The, own? Like, okay. if they make a joke well, about him, like going solo. Listen, well, let, let me tell you what I'm worried about. There were some like reports at some point in the development of this movie. Where you'll find you'll find out like all the all the things from the past, how Han got his name. What? Well, and I'm like, what the? I didn't know that was a question. I never questioned how he. Like, that's the other thing. Like, how did, did I? How did uh? How did anybody get their name in Star Wars? Like, I feel like they're just names. It's the but, lived-in universe, Chris. I don't need to know the origin. I don't need to know the origin of this stuff. I also don't want Han Solo to be like his name is actually Paul Riser or something. You know, like. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great name. Hansel is a great name. Let's Let not... that be his name from birth. It's, I don't know, dude. It's, I, I didn't, didn't necessarily like the name. It looks really weird uh, written out with the logo and everything as well. Yeah. The other thing um, I'm skeptical. Solo, a Star Wars story. The other thing I'm skeptical about is uh, they've like said that another one of those teases, you'll see the origins of the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, the point of the Millennium Falcon is that it's so old and so beat up? Yeah, that you don't even know where or when it came from. Like the it's it's, it's a model of of uh, freighter, mm-hmm. but like well, it's changed hands so many times. Like supposedly, supposedly, and that's why you don't see very many of them around anymore because they're it's so old. Okay, but you know, like what are we going to see, Lando? Walking onto the the new spaceship lot and buying the Millennium Falcon, and then that's the origin. Like Chris, this is like if the Fast and the Furious goes back and does a prequel where you find out how they got their cars. I mean, who cares? <laughs> the origins of the what the Dodge Dart or whatever it is, the Charger. So this is the thing. Come on, the main topic we want to talk about, and we'll talk about all these other Star Wars things eventually. Yeah. yeah. Are we getting what we want? From this franchise. It's hard to tell right now, Chris. I'm not getting what I want, John. It's incredibly hard to tell. Because, for me anyway, because we've had two movies, yeah. right? Yeah. We're about to have a third. And I feel like one of those movies was exactly like what I wanted. The, the Force Awakens. Yeah, The Force Awakens. And the other one was like, well, that was cool. Like, that Close. was a... That was a nice to have, didn't need. Yeah, you know, and it was close. It was close enough. Yeah, and it's like it, it filled in a gap that I didn't necessarily know that needed to be filled in. But it was 
cool to have it. Let's right? talk about the things that we like about the franchise right now. Right. I like everything forward-looking right now. I love... Do you? I really like... I haven't seen the new trailer, right? But I do like like the uh, the dynamic that we had coming on into The Force Awakens. I love the big ending of The Force Awakens. And so like, if we pick up you know, and, uh, and, and explore that going forward and like get into you know kylo ren we get into you know ray we get into luke skywalker finn we get into snoke and all of these things like those things are all super cool to me yeah so forward moving i'm i'm happy like i'm happy with all the things that are that are taking place beyond the timeline that we know and love um the things that are happening in between and in the past i'm i'm kind of either way on rebels is really good yeah i'll, t- I'll tell you the things that i'm excited about I'm excited about episode eight. Um, I th- I think they're moving the dir- the right direction in that, especially what they set up in seven. Um, everything that we hear about eight is that everyone loves it. From the studio brass to anyone else who's seen it, they love the the story. I like Rebels. I think Dave Filoni is a genius. Yeah, I think he's the closest thing we have to George Lucas right now. Agreed. Um, and he's one of the like the the few people who kind of holds holds the lore. Yeah. You know, um, I was listening to a, a uh, interview with uh, one of the writers of Rogue One or whatever, right? Yeah. And he was talking about how, and he's also written uh, uh, Gary Witter or whatever, and he's written some episodes of Rebels. And he was talking about how he would go in and be like, talk to the lore people who know like the stuff like no everything you know that supposedly has happened and like where things fit and stuff like that and and dave filoni is one of those people and he'd ask him like you know so if i did this and they'd be like okay so this is what you can do with that like this is a cool part you know and that's fine because that doesn't interfere with anything you know with with these deep lore kind of things from the original trilogy but because you're so close to the original trilogy you probably can't do this part of it you know that sort of thing well that's the thing you know like you spend years like like dave did you know, with your office right next door to George, and you just walk in anytime, like, hey, what do you think about this? He's like, oh, well, I think, uh, you know, and you just have yeah. these conversations. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how do you not soak all that up? Yeah. So I like those two aspects of it. Um, I'm middle of the road on the comics right now. Um, okay. I, uh, there's a lot of things I have liked about the comics. Um, some things like, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't even care. Like, I think case in point. C-3PO's red arm. <laughs> we made such a big deal about it in The Force Awakens. Such a big deal about it. I mean, he's like, oh, I bet you wonder why I got this red arm. And then, like, they cut him off or something. Yeah, Never and, and, find and then, out. Well, and then, well, we found out in this, like, one shot. Yeah. And it's just like... That the, came out, like, six months later. The dumbest story. <laughs> and it's all this, like, about friendship or whatever and I mean, trusting it's a, droids. It's and, a cool story, but, like, you didn't need to, like, tease it in the movie in order to sell the comic. Exactly. Like, I feel like there's, there's like, a level of synergy there that's a little bit much. And I'm like, why? 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 This is... Oh, my gosh. So there's that. And I'm like, you know, like... The one big disconnect between the comics and the the... And I guess even, you know, like you could say that between Rebels and the mainline movies is like some things happen and you're like, would they have would they have done this in a live action movie? I don't know that they would have. Interesting. I don't know if this makes even makes sense like to have happened. Well, so I would say there's some of that, right? Where like even in like Clone Wars, like which is canon, right? You right. look at Clone Wars, there are certain things that happen in there. And, uh, okay, so an example, 
uh, Dave Filoni was talking about in season two, one of the the Jedi Masters or whatever. He's uh, I can't remember which one. Or it's Plo Koon, right? Okay. So he's like kind of a you know kind of yep. a, a hard insect kind of looking face. Yep. And uh, and he jumps outside of a like he opens the airlock and goes outside of a ship. And George Lucas, uh, Dave Filoni said, George Lucas looked at me and said, "So explain to me how he can do that without a suit." And he's like, and so we had this entire conversation and we hashed it out to where it's like, okay, so in his, like his race can do this because they're like, they have the hard exoskeleton and all this stuff. Right. But it's like, would they have done that in the movies? I don't know. Probably, probably not. not. And so, but it exists, it's canon, it's in there. And George Lucas at the time, you know, he was fine with it. He was like, okay, you know, as long as you have an answer to this, I'm good with it. Um, and so I don't know, man, like I, there's always been a slight disconnect between yeah. like some of this stuff. Um, but at the same time, the prequels do exist. Yeah. Uh, the prequel movies. And I feel like the prequel movies are fast and loose with what is or isn't, you know, possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I agree with that to some extent. Um, and I like, you know thinking back on things we could probably could have had this kind of conversation back whenever the prequels were being made you know oh like is this the is this the franchise that we want oh, dude, is this the franchise we deserve people people absolutely still to this day have those conversations or i'm have, sure or having it right now you know and so okay, okay so like those are the things that i'm okay with i'm kind of on the fence about the comics right now yeah I have yet to pass judgment on Battlefront 2, but Battlefront 1 was not not the Star Wars property I was looking for. Yeah, and it, it was what some people were looking for, the, the battle fantasy or ba- Star Wars battle some, fantasies that a lot it, of people but were. But it didn't have so. the legs I think they wanted it to. Correct. That was also, you know, like, aren't isn't EA doing like free... I think all the all this the updates year, yeah. all the updates for Battlefield Battlefront sorry will be free this time. Yeah, because in Battlefront one they caught a lot of backlash for like having a really expensive season pass, which they that, did that didn't actually give you a ton of extra content. Like and it didn't didn't it didn't it didn't have the legs like you said. Like even the content from a pure like hours of new stuff in this uh, perspective, it didn't have the legs that it should. Well, have. it 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 to me this is what it did. It it fractured the player base for at for little gain so yeah you know think about it let's compare it to a call of duty map pack yeah. where um okay so you've got the base game the first dlc comes out it's four new maps yeah and has like um uh, you know like whatever the extra thing if it's a zombies map or if it's you know like a um, some, some kind of spec ops mode map or something right. like that Whereas a horde mode, basically the the battlefront maps, uh, it's hard to remember right now. But it was like, okay, you get a, a couple maps, mm-hmm. maybe a new planet, you know, in terms of like the map design in the DLC drops, yeah, a new a new hero and or and maybe some costumes and some vehicles. And it's right. like, okay, so now whenever I'm in a playlist with you know my my friend and he's bought this thing, it's only a two map difference. Mm-hmm. But then we can't necessarily keep playing together because I don't have the stuff that he needs or that that he does or those maps are just disabled so he doesn't want to play with me. It's like, well, then it's just not a good enough incentive for me to be like, okay, I'll buy it, you know? Right, right. 
Uh, Whereas, or, like with Call of Duty, I remember like I would get into lobbies with people that didn't have the the map packs or whatever, and then and then literally some of them would just be like, "Okay, buy it yep, right now," you know. Right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like they would just literally buy it because it's like, "Is it good?" And then well, everybody was, in the lobby goes, "Yeah, it's good." Yeah. Well, it was a social thing where it was like, you know, you want to play with your friends, and that's what like sometimes I feel like game developers forget that. Like I know they know it, where it's like, "Yeah, sure, you're making a multiplayer game. This is a show social thing." And but they forget that that those are the the criteria for what drives every behavior in the game, mm. every behavior, yeah. all the way down to whether or not you're going to purchase this map pack. So True. For, for instance, um, Forza Horizon Three. Yeah, I haven't purchased the Hot Wheels map pack because I haven't been online, you know, with, with, any, with anyone who play. wanted to play it. Yeah. So and I'm and I'm not saying that like. That it's bad. I'm just saying, like we've been playing other things. Yeah. The the reason I went ahead and went ahead on like, okay, whenever I bought Destiny, I'm like I'm just gonna buy the season pass now because like I know everyone's gonna want to play this day one. I well, might as well just do it. Yeah, you know? and you can count like you can literally count like, okay, here's six people, seven people, yep. eight people that I absolutely know have this season pass right yep. now. Yep. I mean, or or even more than that. Like I can think about like the the multiple people that we know. Yeah. Um, that they just buy the season pass and it's like okay. I might as well just buy this right now because I know I know that everyone will have it. But like what game developers tend to do is like, hey, look at all the cool stuff we have in here. You know, you get this and this and this and this. I'm like, do I really care? Yeah. No. What I care about is if I'm going to be playing this with my friends. Yeah. And and locking me out of of playing with them over two maps. Yeah. Seems petty. You know, it's just yeah, like, and it seems like it seems like okay. Well, that that your friend, it's not too much to ask to be like, hey, just don't play those two maps, right? Right. Like whereas, like with Call of Duty or something, it's like it's okay, like here's, four, here's maps. four maps, and it's like, and there, you know, as every time you get put into a playlist with somebody without that, it's like ah, yeah, those are some of my favorites or whatever. So, um, and so you know, so that, that's where I was on Battle Battlefront One. Yeah, Battlefront Two has the single player storyline. Really pumped about that. I'm that's about supposed that. to be canon. It happens between uh, episodes six and seven. So like that's an area of time we haven't explored yet. So I'm really really excited to see what that looks like. Agreed. So along when does it come out along those lines. It comes out uh, I think uh, November. Okay. Um, along those lines. What do you think's next? So this is the final season of Rebels, right? Yeah. We just talked about how like we love Dave Filoni. Right. We love Rebels. I feel like he's yeah, I he's gotta be working on something else. Like after after have, Rebels. I have two ideas. Okay. The first one I think is is there's one that's kind of like I think it is very, very plausible, but I don't know. He has teased a new project a couple different times and the fact that he can't talk about it, that he's working mm. on something he can't talk about. You look at what they just added to his plate, like at Star, uh, Star Wars Celebration, they talked about these new like little bitty, they're basically digital shorts, you yeah. know, like animated, uh, hand-drawn things. They're kind of like 90-second, two-minute-long kind of things that'll air on yeah. uh, Disney XD. Which, that's fine. Yeah, but that seems like something like super small f- to give someone of his caliber. Agreed. I strongly believe that he is working on a live action movie. Oh, you think? I mean, 
you look at the trouble that they've had with their directors that they've pulled in, like new hot young directors, you know, like, hey, let's pull in uh, Josh Trank and Trevorrow, and uh, which actually I don't know that Trevorrow. We've talked about that before. I don't know that Trevorrow was a bad fit until no. until they had to to uh, redo the the script for for nine, right? Um, but then you know the uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller and yeah how that has not worked out and how they, those, some of those directors haven't been able to work within the studio system. Okay. Well now we've got to bring in the big gun and we've got to bring in, um, uh, what's his face for Han Solo. Oh, uh, Ron Howard, Ron Howard. And we're bringing JJ back for episode nine. You know, that seems like overkill almost. And who else, who else in this, in this company do we trust with the story? To yeah. work within our system, to yeah. be respectful of the lore that the fans love. Who else is is here? And it's Dave Filoni. Yeah, like he checks all those boxes. He now, totally does. He hasn't done live action yet, but like, you know, it can be done. You know, you look at um, uh, Brad Bird. Yeah. Who did he do The Incredibles first, and then Mission Impossible three? Oh, or was it the other man. way around? It was the other way around. I think. We should um, check that. Let me look at it. Yeah, because I thought he started an animation, and and like Mission Impossible three was great, you know. Yeah. Um, or was it four? Which one did he do? Uh, or five? I think it was four. No. Uh, wait a second. I'm yeah, gonna look I, I at think, it. I th- so J.J. Abrams did. Maybe J.J. did three. I think J.J. did three because that was the one that was like they started it where like he's being tortured in the chair and then it flashes back and you figure out how he got there and then it ramps up for the last 40 minutes. So that's like such a J.J. thing. So I, I yeah, 100% yeah. feel like that was a J.J. movie. The third we, should, we should look that up too. Uh, Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Yeah. What is he directed and when? Bird. Let's look at this. Uh, his movies. Let's see. He did The Incredibles in 2004. Okay. Mission Impossible in 2011. And that was Ghost Pro- Protocol. Protocol. Okay. So. so that was a good one. Yeah. And then what after that? Uh, let me see. I think that's the most. Well, there was, oh, there was Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland yeah. at some point. Which was, which was okay. Middling. That just you know? had story problems. Yeah. Um, he did. I think he did. In. Uh, Iron Giant back in the day, dude. So that's where he kind of okay, yeah. So, out. but he started animation, moved yeah. to live action, did a great job with Ghost Protocol, um, and uh, T- Tomorrowland was okay. It, just, it was literally the story was just weird. Um, Ratatouille, he did Ratatouille as well. Man, it's a, man. he's got yeah. some chops. But that's dude. the thing. So, so that, like, it, if it's me, I'm like, okay, Filoni is great. Let's give him a live action movie, not one of the main lines yet. Let's stick with someone like JJ for episode nine. And they haven't even announced if there's going to be a 10 or 11. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. But what's the timetable on that? Right. Let's give him the next live action after, after Solo. So it would go Solo, episode eight, then whatever this new one is. Hopefully, I hope, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Oh, dude, that would be so good. Give it to Which f- he would do so well with an Obi-Wan Kenobi yes. movie. Because, like, that's his story. Like, yes. I feel like prequel Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, is yes. is as much Dave Filoni's story as anybody's at yes. this point, you know? So give Filoni an Obi-Wan Kenobi story and then figure out, like, the rest after that. That's what I would do if I was Kathleen Kennedy, man. Because, sure, and, and maybe, you know, let Filoni um, executive produce whatever the next animated 
you know, series is. I'm sure it will probably, like, if it was me doing an animated series, I'd probably go back and do something bet- between six and seven. That's where I would be, too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what Luke I was... With Luke and all them. That's kind of where I was thinking we would go next, like, it, with, with Dave Filoni. But, it, like, it makes sense to put him on a live action. That is a wild thought, Chris. And if they do that, I would, I will, like... I will flip the table, Chris, in excitement. <laughs> like, I will just, I will throw everything up in the air. Yeah. Um, because that's exciting. Um, but you also wonder, like, he's had so much success with the animated thing. Like, why take that away from, from you know, what is the known quantity? Like, literally, they've had no issues with the animated stuff. Well, um, just think about, like, if, if, he, since Clone Wars. if he still, you know, produces it or executive produces it, he doesn't have to be the, the writer or director anymore. That's the thing. Like, he can still yeah. speak into this yeah. without being the guy you know like he has other people was that like a year ago or two years ago uh, a year and a half ago sorry that he's like kind of became like the the person above like above it anyway where he wasn't necessarily the showrunner right he's like the dude above the showrunner yeah so So. like he's already kind of there like just you know it's just kind of shifting it anyway and we this is the thing the whole thing this whole thing hinges on these comments that he's made that he's working on something that he can't talk about and um and we haven't like we don't know what the next movie is after yeah um we assume, so solo is after eight and then we we know that nine's coming yeah JJ's directing but we don't know what's the movie after that it's beyond that yeah um and where do we go from there because if we're talking yeah. this is in trilogies because it's always been in trilogies like the main line stories have yeah. always been in trilogies so like I I guarantee we won't find out about ten until we've seen nine probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I don't think we're gonna have anything, you know, nothing, no details on ten until nine has wrapped. Except so that might throw that it I, off by a year. Except for the fact that I think that they want to keep this one one a year kind of thing going. It wouldn't surprise me if after nine, they took a break from the numbered sequels for a minute. Yeah, have two basically two movies that are kind of standalone movies, maybe. or even three. Maybe they did a sequel to, you know, if Han Solo goes well, or Solo, sorry, then it's Solo Chris. two. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but I don't like that name. So I anyway, could, I could see them, you know, like doing it, doing a sequel to one of these standalones. That would be awesome. I would be totally into that. Mission Impossible three. I was correct. J.J. Abrams directed. Okay. Um, and yes, that is like if you look at a, a super exciting J.J. Abrams movie, like that's like cookie cutter J.J. Abrams. I feel like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, I I would be amped for that. I hadn't even thought about that. I was keeping I was essentially keeping Dave Filoni in my head in squarely within the animated realm. Yeah. And I feel like you know that might be uh, that might not be the right call long term for well, the mo- franchise. I mean, most do. Yeah. But I would be so amped for that, Chris. So the other piece of the Star Wars puzzle that's going on right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, talking about Visceral? Yeah, we're talking about Visceral Studios. So the video game side of it, we yeah. kind of branched away. We went to the video games as far as Battlefront goes, but then kind of went away from that. But the other games that are in development, uh, Star Wars games, were, were the one at, that was, was at Visceral Games and then the one at Respawn. Um so I don't know, man. I'm trying to find the the article that talks or the the like post on from EA that talks about it. Um. So I w- I just want to read the the statement by Patrick Sutherland um, from uh, EA. It's a long one and it can mean quite a few different things, but we can talk about like how it relates to Star Wars and then kind of what it means, you know, across the 
industry and from EA, but he said, our industry is evolving faster and more dramatically than ever before. The games we want to play and spend time with, the experiences we want to have in those games, and the way we play, all those things are continually changing. So is the games, the way games are made. In this fast-moving space, we are always focused on creating experiences that our players want to play, and today, that means we're making a significant change with one of our upcoming titles. Our Visceral Studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. We will maintain the stunning visuals, authenticity in the Star Wars universe, and focus on bringing a Star Wars story to life. Importantly, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine, and reimagining central elements of the game to give players a Star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. This move leads to a few other changes. A development studio from across EA Worldwide's a development team, sorry, sorry, from uh, across EA Worldwide Studios will take over development of this game led by a team from EA Vancouver that has already been working on the project. Our visceral studio will be ramping down and closing, and we're in the midst of shifting as many of the team as possible to other projects and teams at EA. Lastly, while we had originally expected this game to launch late in our fiscal year 2019, we're now looking at a new time frame that, will, that we will announce in the future. Bringing new Star Wars games to life for every passionate fan out there is what drives us as creators. It's what has inspired us to deliver the massive new Star Wars Battlefront 2 experience launching in just a few weeks. It fuels our live service in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Making games in the extraordinary Star Wars universe is truly a dream for so many of us at EA, and we have so many more experiences to come for players on every platform. We want to take the time to get each game right, to make it unique, to make it amazing. We look forward to answering more of your questions and sharing more on our plans and timeline for this new Star Wars experience in the months to come. Interesting. We talked a little bit about you know Star Wars Battlefront and the fact that I was excited, and I still am excited about the single player story in Battlefront Two. Yeah, that's literally the only reason I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree with this that. This bums me out. Yeah, because like, Amy Hennig was, came over from Naughty Dog. Yep, and was working on this project, supposedly to write a, a single player focused linear story. Linear story. We already had Star Wars 1313 canned by Lucasfilm. And it looked like this was basically like the closest thing we were going to get to um, a linear Star Wars story. Now, it remains to see, be seen like what what Battlefront 2 ends up being. Like, yeah. I, I'm super optimistic about it because it's Star Wars. I, ha- I, like, I, I can't live my life any other way, John. I know. <laughs> um, I know. But we've had that discussion, I feel like, on the podcast before, too. It's it's weird that they're close. Like, number one, that after four years of development, they're changing this this game. To me, that indicates that there's something else wrong, <laughs> like that they were like th- when I talk about the, the point they were at, they were they were to the point where they were playtesting things like players were playing this game. Yeah. And and saying we want a different we game, want a different game. And I'm like, oh. Are they saying they want a different game, or, or does it is it really mean like this game sucks? You know, like 
<laughs> there's it's one thing to to say, hey, we need to make some tweaks and add multiplayer, but it's a whole other thing to say, well, this game needs to be something completely different. You know what I mean? Like this game doesn't work. If you poured four years worth of money and time into something, to not like it sounds like they're throwing out the story. Sounds like they're they're keeping everything but the things that he named, which were the visuals and the vibe yep. of the game. I'm like, okay, so it's still a Star Wars game. We get that, but everything else is out the window. That seems unbelievably costly. And it seems like... So EA got the Star Wars license for a, a certain period of time, right? Ten years. And so you figure that they... They don't want to waste it, basically. Yeah. They don't want to like just bring out a game for the sake of like bringing sure, it out but... because we're in too deep, right? <laughs> but at the same time, like in my mind, like it could it really have been that bad? Like to the point where you're gonna you're gonna close an entire studio down, you're gonna like shift assets and like literally just offload all of this game onto your respective other studios making their workload different, making the timelines and whatever games that they were working on. Like, I mean, you're literally like there's, there's not just a single like, Oh, we're going to close this down and, and move this over here. Like other things have been affected by this. That's the thing. None of this makes sense in terms of EA. Right. Like I don't get, like it doesn't make sense from a, like, Sure, maybe this isn't an open world experience that you want people to experience for years to come. That sounds a lot like, you know, you're trying to say Destiny, which you already have a, a Destiny-like game called Anthem. Coming so out. so yeah. why are you talking like that? Also, you spent 4 years on this game, why are we canning it now? Single player games are still successful. Like you can make them. This is the studio who put out fantastic games. They put out the the Dead Space franchise. They put out Battlefield Hardline a few years ago. Yeah. Like this isn't a shabby team. What in the world happened? The only thing that I can think of is that the same kind of thing that has happened with Rogue One at the end of end of Rogue One, whenever they brought in uh, another director to finish what Gareth Edwards had had started, and same thing as they've done with Ron Howard, bringing him in to finish Han Solo, and kicking out Josh Trank at one point, and bringing in JJ to fill in for Trevorrow, is that somehow something went sideways between the story group? Like if they're wanting these games to be in canon, mm-hmm. something went sideways with Amy Hennig and the story group, or Lucasfilm, or whoever, or even EA. Because, like, what EA has said about a- Amy Hennig is that we're currently in discussion with her next steps. Yeah, so like, we move her, her over to somewhere else. What, is that, what does that mean? Does you that know? mean like, that she's not on this game anymore? No, does definitely. That mean no, that, she's not making this game anymore. I mean, that's crazy, right? She's not making this game anymore. I, I guarantee they're, they're tossed now. Everything she's written for the past four years, which is fine. You know, like, if it's wrong, it's wrong. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it feels it feels eerily similar to the same kind of things yeah. that have happened in the movies. Yeah. With the movies. Well, but then at the same time, Throw out though, the creator and writer. Like, there's an original script. Hey, kick that out. But at the same time, Chris, whenever we've done that with a movie, the movie still has a release date. This game, he literally goes, it's it's postponed indefinitely. No, it was Josh Trank's movie. Josh Trank's movie was supposedly some kind of, like, bounty hunter movie. Right, right. You but know? then, they, like, the story was that that morphed into the Han uh, Solo, the Han Solo they, they, thing. So. You know, they came in and re-read, rewrote a bunch of stuff. Same thing with right. Rogue One. They came in and rewrote a bunch of stuff. But, I mean, like... Same thing with Episode Nine. They came in and they were rewriting a bunch of stuff. Right. But, I mean, like, but those, like, those movies, like, the, they, the ones... 
aside from Josh Trank one, right? Like they still like they have to come out. Whereas with a game like this, because Star Wars is not like at its core a game, it is movies, right? Yeah, it's not a game first, right? It's and they already have, you know, they have Battlefront two coming out. They probably maybe have some other uh, because like we're we're just saying respawn. Respawn has a Star Wars game along with uh, Stieg. What's his name from uh, from like oh my gosh, what's the franchise from like the God of War franchise or whatever? So maybe they're looking at uh, they're. Maybe they're looking. Is it Steve Larson? I'm going to confirm, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know if that name is right. I just threw it out. It's in my brain for some reason. Respawn. So, Star like, Wars. you know, like, yeah, I see there's some f- more flexibility there because we don't expect a new Star Wars game every year in the same way that we expect a new Star Wars movie every year. Um, I'm still waiting for Han Solo to get delayed. Right. I mean, I feel like it probably has to, right, at this point? I mean, I, I, I mean, think so, but. Have they finished shooting it yet? I mean, yeah, apparently they finished shooting. Okay, so they're on to visuals and editing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. So, I don't know. It just all feels similar. It to me it's just like I cannot believe that this this game just took down a a studio with the track record that Visceral has. Like it's not like they made a game that, you know, went out into the marketplace and then bombed. Yeah. You know, like that's one thing. Yeah. It's an, it's another thing entirely to not even put out a game, to have a winning track record with games yeah. and still be close. And then literally <laughs> and then literally handed like the dream job. Like this is like they were handed like the dream You're working thing. on a, a a single player focused Star Wars game. Right, which is like right up their alley with Amy Hennig, which is like right up her alley. Like all of these things like it seems like the planets aligned for this project, yeah. which is why everyone was amped about it. And so like now all of a sudden just clearly out of nowhere closed. Closed. Like like not even like okay the game is delayed and or like we're, we're refocusing the game it's literally just like the 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 development studio no more yeah like everybody get, you're you're out of here um the respawn game it is being made by Stieg Asmussen okay uh, who directed uh who's the game director on God of War three so I was correct oh, about okay. the God of War thing it's supposedly um a hack and slash kind of melee combat uh, style game which is fine you know lightsabers and all that would be super cool. But yeah, I mean, Let like, me play with plays Darth Maul, dude. Oh my goodness! Like, so the other side <laughs> of this is Chris. Uh, this is this was supposed to be like a linear kind of single player game. I feel like I don't even care if if like things are necessarily in canon a ton right now either. Because like, I mean, if that's where the hang up was, where it's like, okay, this is a really cool game, but it doesn't fit with the canon. Like, part of me is just like, I don't care. Just tell me the cool story, right? You know. Yeah, tell I mean, me it's a legend. I don't care. I think, Just it, give me this thing. Well, sure. Are you going like they gave us these games for free? But are you going back and playing? Which I guess this is technically supposed to be canon. Um, the uh, what is it? Star Wars Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Yeah, those are technically still canon. <sighs> I mean, no, but I haven't. I haven't gone back and played those. I haven't gone back and played them. They they were free. We both have have them. Yeah, basically. Um, Interesting. You know, like, but it also wasn't made a, a story game made by like Visceral and Amy Hennig. You know, would I mean, you want to play the Star Wars Battlefront two if it wasn't in canon and didn't tell you the story of what happened between Episode six and seven? I mean, I that's interesting. I would if it had main characters in it. But how can it include main characters if it's not in canon? Hmm, I don't know. You're right. I mean, you might be right, Chris. You're you're onto something. You're interested, asking some very interesting questions. I mean, to me, the in canon part is a selling point. Ah, 
So, I mean, yes. Oh, and would you watch them? This is what's confusing me about DC's plan, where they're like, ah, <laughs> some, some of our movies, they're not in the DCU. Like, You're that using makes the word plan no incredibly sense. loosely, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a plan, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I get it. I so, get like, it. you know, they come out with a, you know, a Han Solo movie, and they're like, oh, this is just isn't in canon. Like, well, what, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean that's not in canon? Yeah. Well, I mean, and even the things like uh, the Freemaker Adventures, like the Lego, the Lego, that show, like it was canon adjacent. Like, I mean, knowing that. Like, that makes sense. Knowing that, but like knowing that it didn't interfere with the other canon or it wasn't like completely yeah. changing anything or whatever. Like that was one of the things that I looked up immediately was like, is this canon? You know, because I cared. And then, and then whenever, so it's, I can't say that, hey, I wouldn't care about like, yeah. you know it being in canon or not because right. I obviously clearly do. I do care that it, if that the things are in canon, I value them more. Right. Agreed. So like I wouldn't be buying battlefront two because I disliked battlefront run one so much. I wouldn't be buying battlefield two if it didn't have a story in it, an exclusive story that was in canon. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And so, I don't know, man. It's it, This is a weird situation. We have no way of knowing. Like, I'm interested no. to see if, like, a uh, one of the, the the deep dive kind of journalists, like uh, Jason Schreier or somebody like... Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, dude. I'm we'll, sure we'll he's on scoop, it. get the scoop, you know? I yeah. feel like... I feel like there's enough people at that studio that are probably not happy at the moment right. that they all just got laid off, uh, that, well, ha- and there's a massive story here. I, I haven't really gotten, feel like there is. I haven't gotten to it yet, but like in Jason Schreier's new book, he he uh, includes Star Wars 1313 as one of the chapters. I'm excited uh, to uh, to hear that. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about I'm excited this. to read it. It's one of the last ones, so um, I have a minute to get to it, but... Yeah, I'm sure somebody's on it, you know, right now, like, trying to figure it out or, you know, talking to sources and stuff. Like, what's funny is, like, I just cannot believe it took down a whole studio. I know, man. Well, it's like, and you never would have thought. Like, you go, like I said, you literally go from dream project to not, yeah. like, to not existing. I, and that's you know, weird. Like, I was listening to uh, to an IGN podcast, and somebody on there was talking about, like, he was like, well... I mean, we hadn't really, it's been four years. We hadn't really seen anything about it. So we should have known something was wrong, which is true. Like, yeah, I guess to some extent, like it's surprising that we hadn't seen or heard anything about this in four years. Um, so I also think so like that. the uh, concept footage that we have actually seen looks amazing. Yeah. And, that, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the stuff that like, you know, just like frustrates us as gamers and fans of Star Wars, you know, with Star Wars 1313, <laughs> this game was like, yeah. whoa, that looks so cool. I want to play yeah. it. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I know. And we missed it again. Like, <laughs> it's like, no. Uh. What it sounds like is like what they're trying to like turn this into is some kind of. So follow me here. An open world, maybe Destiny-esque. Um game multiplayer like based game games as service type situation yeah which cool it also sounds like in that (laughs) in that sense that this doesn't matter if it's canon or not because you you have you know such it's like an open world or something like that so whatever you do Obviously, he's not going to have an effect on the rest of the franchise. Right. I don't know, dude. It's just so weird. And I'm like, this is this is this kind of further supports what I was thinking. Is like, well, if you create a game like that, then what does it matter? It doesn't matter if it's canon or not. Yeah. So, 
they're just trying to get away from that so they can actually make a game that comes out maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, I also feel like that sometimes with the movies too, like where like some of the movies, because, because we know where this goes. That's what the reason why I am so positive on like the stuff that's happening in the future, like things, you know, with the, uh, the, the main line series where it's like, Oh, force awakens now last Jedi. And then whatever episode nine is going to be or whatever, like those I'm more excited about those because their new ground like it's treading new ground whereas a lot of the other properties that happen in between these other things it's like i feel like they don't matter as much because like we know what the overall story is whereas they found a way with with rebels um to actually make like this side story where it's like there's a almost a panic that i have where i have no idea how this ends yeah and it but it's got to you know but like yeah. as far as like every other thing that we've seen so far where it's like okay we know knew at the end of rogue one that we had to somehow end up at the beginning of a new hope right and and even with the uh, the battlefront 2 game we know that somehow at the end of that game we're going to have to be close in relation to force awakens yeah. so like I mean, there, there's just this level of like, ah, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Whereas with Rebels, you're telling such a confined story to these like handful of characters that it matters a lot because right. they don't exist moving forward. And then we have uh, the ongoing stuff that you know that we're doing with Last Jedi and stuff like that matters a lot because we have no idea where this goes. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of where my like interest is at with the star wars franchise right now is like i'm more interested in these things that i i the unknown almost yeah that's an interesting point and like i think what you're saying is true in terms of the original timeline and the original characters you know like it seems like what threw episode nine off is whenever carrie fisher died and we had to figure out what happened to leia and then you know lucasfilm gets really hands-on um same thing with han solo like in any other world, if with any other characters, maybe let Chris, Lord or Chris, uh, Phil Miller and Chris Lord, do what they want to do. But because the fact is Han Solo, mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, with Josh Trank. You know, it's like, well, you're telling a story about Boba Fett. You know, potentially Han Solo. Like that was the rumor. It was yeah. Han Solo kind of movie like you know okay yeah. we can't let you do whatever you want which which but if you had to do just a random if, other like, exactly if, if we were further out it'll be interesting to see as this franchise gets further and further away from the original characters and episodes one through six yeah you know yeah. like what they're able to do creatively I mean, who knows what happens in nine, but like I would, I would reason to bet that Luke Skywalker doesn't make it past nine in terms of like the character being involved in the mainline stories. Yeah, I think his character arc will probably wrap there. We've already, you know, like wrapped Han Solo's character arc, obviously Leia's, and then like I could see after nine, Luke Skywalker not having really a presence. A large presence in it. Yeah. So, like at that point, what happens moving forward? You know, like I think we'll all always run into some kind of like problems. Like it's the same thing as we're talking about with Solo. 
it sounds like some of the things they're saying sounds like things I don't really want, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. we th- we think we want another a Han Solo movie, but do we really? Yeah. And well, I didn't. You know, a lot of people didn't want midi chlorians either, Chris. But they got <laughs> them. They got them. Well, we got those. I mean, and then I say that I want a a uh, um, a cartoon exploring the time period between six and seven and. Dave Filoni is definitely the person to do it if anyone's the person to do it. But do I really want that? Yeah. You know? Well, and then I think like that is like a lot of filling in these gaps is such a such a such a a fine wire to walk. Yeah. And so far, Dave Filoni is, has been the most successful at it yeah. with both Clone Wars and because that was in between two movies, right? Yeah. And with uh, with now with Rebels, and so. I don't know. It's it's just hard to whenever you get like the dream gig where it's like, oh, I'm writing a Star Wars story, right? Yeah. But then you're already like insane that like, is it really the dream gig? Because you're restricted immediately to this time frame. Certain things can't happen. You know, certain things have to happen, and so you're left kind of filling in the gaps essentially. Um, and so like I said, they found a way with rebels to make it super intriguing and some of the most star Warsy stuff, you know, that's out there, but it's, it's, uh, it's a hard one, man. It's a hard, hard thing to, to fill in the gaps of, of this franchise. And yeah. so I kind of hope that once we get away from the characters that people have had, uh, years and decades with, um, and to think about and to, you know, of, of people caring about them whenever we potentially tell the stories about some of the, uh, the new characters within force awakens or something, you know, force the new trilogy, um, tell some of those in between stories or whatever, um, in these standalone movies, maybe that's where we need to get to where people feel like, Hey, we can tell the right story. And maybe that's where Lucasfilm lets go a little bit or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, the Star Wars franchise as a whole, I'm super positive on it still, but there are definitely things that I'm more interested in and definitely things that I'm less interested in. So there's the, like these two tiers of kind of Star Wars stories in my brain, and uh, and they're kind of going simultaneously at the moment. So That being said, we could be wrong about all this. <laughs> yes, Chris. None of this is true. All this is, is pure speculation. That's right. Um, so only time will tell. What are we talking about next week, John? I have no idea. Do we even want to discuss it? Um, maybe not. I don't know. What is next week, dude? I mean, we could at least uh, both watch the Rebels uh, thing and maybe talk about that. Yeah, a little bit, that so. sounds good. Um, next uh, Friday, let's just talk about like what what happens between now and then. I think going into this kind of a season probably helps. Yeah. Um. So next Thursday, Stranger Things. Season two releases. We will not be discussing that on the podcast no, that week. Not that week. Uh, on Friday, Assassin's Creed Origins releases. Nice. That's, that's um, the big day. That's the big day, man. That's yeah. the day that uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, releases. Yep. Wolfenstein 2 comes out. As well as Mario Odyssey. <laughs> is that that day, too? It's the same day, man. Why is that man? not in our calendar? I don't know. I, that's what I was kind of looking at it wondering. So. Are you sure? Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey is on the 27th. All right, you should, uh, you should put that positive. in there. I'm positive. I'm right. positive. Um, so, uh, yeah. Next week is begins kind of the the next wave of holiday releases. Yeah, I think the next week is next week. The next week, uh, Thor. I think so. After that, so we will review that. Yep, I think so. It comes out like next week in the UK and everything, but uh, the week after that for us. So yeah, I think two weeks from then now. Is it? Um, pretty. Why sure. is that not in our calendar? I don't know. Uh, the October twenty seventh is a Super Mario Odyssey. Let me check oh, out on Thor. October twenty seventh. 
Yeah, October 27th. And Thor, there it is, the third. Nice. Yep. The third. Yep, that's going to be, uh, man, that's going to be crazy. But we can talk about that later. I, uh, I'm i excited for it. I've been avoiding kind of the more recent um, trailers and things on that one. So Yeah. Supposedly, I read, I saw a, a heading on a news article, right? And it said that Thor Ragnarok begins a three-film three arc for Hulk. Which makes sense. I mean, it does. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, Hulk is amazing. Universal sucks. <laughs> They're basically holding that franchise hostage. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's so weird. Like they have all of the like, inter- like other characters in that franchise. Like they have the movie rights to them, right? But they so you can't do like a no, Thor stand. No, or a, they uh, can't do a Thor standalone because you mean a, a Hulk standalone. Hulk yeah, standalone. Yeah, sorry, uh, because Universal owns the rights to a Hulk standalone. That's crazy. And um, despite the fact that the Hulk standalone was how the entire MCU started, agreed. With so Edward weird. Norton. Super strange. Super strange. <laughs> Super pl- strange place to start. Yeah. Especially considering like we had well, Iron Man's the one who caught on. So. Right. Right. That was like later that same year. I think they came out in the same year. You know year. what I think is hilarious? <laughs> what? Is that Marvel's so bitter about not having the rights to the X-Men movie franchise, they've just killed all their X-Comics. Uh-huh. The X-Comics, and they're not in Marvel versus Capcom, which right. they were like supposedly like the best characters. They're basically just saying, the, hey. The most fans. We're just going to kill this franchise. It's so weird, man. Kill any hopes of this franchise ever becoming anything other than a weird Fox. I feel like it's so sad. Like, I feel like that's a, such a sad, like, whereas like Fox is like, they're using, they're doing like a, Oh, what was the Legion that, I mean, it's a good show. I mean, I think they'd, I mean, I mean, ideally I think they'd love for Fox to, this is, I think they're trying to create an environment in which Fox's X-Men movies are not profitable. And then they decide to turn a Sony and, Bring them back into the Marvel fold. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because that's exactly what happened with Spider-Man. Was like Spider-Man became non-profitable, and then they were like, "Oh, hey, we we're gonna put." If out a Universal wanted joined. to make some money, they should do a Hulk standalone. Another Dude. one. I don't even know if they can. Like, because like, uh, I'm, no, I'm saying that they that they work do pull a Sony and work oh, with Marvel yeah, to make a Hulk standalone. I mean, of course, if they wanted to rake in money, yeah, of course. But uh, but yeah, mm. right now it's just in they can't <laughs> just in limbo. You can only team up with people, Chris. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Well, that's it for this week. This has been a long one. I didn't expect this to be long. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good long episode to break in the new podcasting room. That's true. I don't know that I'm going to sit on this couch anymore. It seems weird because like... I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable now. Yeah. I've like been it's in, like a slouch couch. I've been I feel like weird, you've had to change positions numerous times. Weird positions. I just don't like that other chair, man. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm we're needing to upgrade all of the furniture. I sat on. Oh my gosh! So we went looking for a new mattress, right? So yeah. we went to West Elm, yeah, because um, they have the Lisa mattresses, right? Yeah, um, which come in a box or whatever. They have them like on the floor, so you can try them. Try it out. Mattress is awesome. But like in their clearance section, they had an amazing chair. Office chair? No. Oh, just a chair. Just a chair. Know. It was like a uh, what do they call? It? Like a, it was like a wine slash cigar chair or something. It was like it was leather. You sat in it, and it was wow. just like this is ergonomically perfect wow and uh and it was the best best chair i think i've ever sat in in my you life buy it. uh because it's pretty expensive even though it's on clearance <laughs> okay. so a couple like 
800 bucks is Dang. pretty expensive for a chair. Yeah, that's, that's expensive. That's about like, hey, do you want to get the mattress or do you want to get the chair? Yeah. And it's like, I could sleep in the chair. <laughs> you can find us online at stayingontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisright250. And John Wright 777 And always online at stayingontargetpodcast.com. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. Really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.